Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wild Commuting. I'm your host, Priyanka Dio, and here is this week's story. Escaping death in the Philippines. I'm somewhere in the rainforest with my partner. Phone, out of battery. No signal anyway, even if we had charge on the phone. I stand at five foot six inches tall, pouring rain up to my shins. We couldn't even walk properly, let alone run. How on earth did we land up here? Like all of the tourists, my partner and I decided to island hop. This was a common thing as the islands, being on the Pacific Ring, boasted stretches of white sand beaches and beautiful natural forest. Both my partner and I wanted to check out local villages of the island and way of life further away from the resorts and tourist areas. It was safe to say that we got way more than what we bargained for. A local told us to run north, escape the 16, maybe 17 guerrilla gunshots and screams that we were hearing close by. He spoke in Tagalog, which we could not understand. Run was the only word he said in English and pointed his finger in that direction. My partner, an excellent navigator, said, He's right. The forest is that way. The trees will protect us. I turned to the villager. What about you? I pointed to him and asked. He turned his head toward his ailing bedridden mother inside his hut. And then he looked back at us with his wide eyes. I will never forget his eyes. That face, that expression often still haunts me while I try to sleep at night. Those deep brown eyes reflected a fate that we all knew could very well be us in the next few seconds if we didn't get moving. I never knew what happened to him nor his mother. I never saw them again. My partner and I fought through the water that was now up to our waist. If anything came at us, we agreed that we would take a deep breath and dive inside the murky water to hide ourselves from sight. We walked and walked and walked, staying as hidden as possible, camouflaging ourselves behind huts, behind trees, behind whatever we could hide behind. We went deeper and deeper into the forest. Our muscles were aching, trying to resist the water that had now risen to my hips within an hour. When we couldn't hear people screaming and gunshots, we stopped and found ourselves about two miles inside of a rainforest. Now, I've always wanted to see a rainforest, but I had imagined taking a tour on a helicopter or plane over the canopy. The new fear for us was animals. We had no defense should one come up to us. The high water level inevitably had snakes and other creatures that we probably did not want to encounter. 36 hours of no eating, water gone, we were refilling rainwater into our bottles that we had carried. A small backpack with a toothbrush, a change of clothes and identification was all I had. We had to spend the next few hours in the rainforest and wait for the rain to die down. Our goal was to somehow get back into Manila, get back into the city. The one thing we did have was the old manual drive rental car that we had abandoned when we heard gunshots and screams. If we get to that car, my partner said, I'm confident I can navigate our way back to the highway. I trusted him. We had no choice but to trust each other and work together. That car 
was our only hope of getting back into the city, back into Manila, back into the safety of our hotel. And we didn't even know if it would function or even if the car was still there where we left it. We waited another 16 hours in that rainforest for the rain to die down. My partner and I had spent the entirety of that time on a low-hanging tree branch to avoid predators in the water. We had taken out the straps of our backpack to attach ourselves around the branch to avoid falling while sleeping. And we took turns keeping watch while the other slept for a couple of hours at a time in case a snake and other animal, including a human, attacked us. My partner and I had not slept properly for three full days, hearts racing the entire time, adrenaline being the only thing that was keeping us going. We had not eaten for a full 48 hours. Thankfully, the rain did finally stop, and we cautiously climbed down from the tree to walk back towards the car. It was late evening, and there was not a soul in sight. We changed our clothes. The saving grace was the tropical climate and heat prevented us from getting hypothermia. It was late evening after sunset when we finally saw the car, unmoved. Due to the guerrilla attacks that day, it was unwise to turn our lights on or rev an engine when we weren't driving at night until we reached the highway. People would get suspicious, and my partner and I, not being citizens, would surely be detained by either guerrilla attackers or by police who suspected that we were the guerrilla attackers. My partner was able to jumpstart the car and we started driving. With our lights off, we backtracked our path and tried to stay on roads that did not whine too much. I was driving while my partner focused on navigating. Hearing nothing was scarier than hearing something. Not a soul, not a bird, no longer rainwater. It was eerie silence and we dared not to even breathe loudly. We were scared because we physically did not have the energy at that point to defend ourselves. We were scared that locals would also try to attack the car and drive away to escape to the city themselves. I don't know how we figured it out in that darkness. We recognized landmarks, we followed the North Star, and somehow found a sign in English pointing towards the highway. In the Philippines, once you got on a main highway, you were considerably safer because there were other cars there. We drove and drove and drove. We found an abandoned gas station on the highway, manually refilled the car to avoid confronting people and did not stop for any other reason. We reached our Manila hotel three hours later. Both of us were running high fever, but otherwise all right. I remember hitting the shower, ordering the biggest bowl of nachos I had ever seen, and crashing out watching John Travolta dance to Grease Lightning on television, our pay-per-view movie of choice. Well, that concludes this week's episode of While Commuting. Be sure to subscribe if you enjoyed it. Thanks for tuning in. And until next week, this is Priyanka Dio signing off.